Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. With colleges and schools forced to shut uh, since March, students right across the country and across the Limerick region had no choice but to finish their academic year through online platforms. But is e-learning the real gateway to the future of education and is that necessarily a bad thing? Uh, Joining me now is a former University of Limerick student, Nicola Kiley, uh, lecturer at UL, uh, Catherine Hayes uh, from the School of Journalism there and project officer for the Meg Rivers Trust, Liz Gabbett, uh, who did her MA, um, I think, in, almost entirely online. Certainly a, a lot of those doing it with her did it entirely online. Uh, you're all welcome and thank you very much uh, for joining us. Um, now, uh, Nicola, starting with yourself, um, I understand uh, that you have hands-on experience with completing an online course. So tell us about that. Um, well, I was very fortunate that the four years that I did in UL were inside the college itself. Um, but just over the last couple of months um, during lockdown, you know, to do something with a bit of my time, I did an online skills course to learn the coding language Python. Um, and I actually found it really, really easy to do online. And my favourite thing about it was if I got stuck, you know, the lectures were always there. I could always go back and kind of go over the thing that I was stuck on. And even now I finished the course and I'm just preparing to do the exam, but I can still access all the material from, you know, week one and week two, like the small nitty gritty bits. Mm. And just do a comparison then. I mean, obviously you were fortunate, as you say, to be on campus. And uh, I know the plan for UL is to try to have students on campus one week in four or at most one week in three. Um, so that experience versus, and I know in a more concentrated way, uh, the e-learning that you've done. Well, definitely my experience in UL was fantastic, but the course that I did there is very practical and very hands-on. Um, there's a lot of stuff um, that we would have done, say, with the amenities that were in the college. So the course that I did, we used film equipment from the university, uh, software, a recording studio. So I think there's a lot of stuff that if that course was to move online, it wouldn't be able to operate in the same way. Yeah. Uh, Catherine, as I mentioned, you're a journalism lecturer and course director at uh, UL. So tell us a bit about the transition from lectures face to face uh, to those that you've been doing online. Yeah, well, clearly, Joe, good morning. First of all, clearly, um, uh, towards the latter end of spring semester just gone, we we had to migrate completely online. So you know, there were challenges. And so just in terms of the broader question, um, I don't think online is the future of higher education. I think it's an extremely useful and valuable tool and something that is clearly required now. I think all universities, as you said, were um, we, we had to migrate to, to complete online teaching and learning last semester. And in UL, as you said there, we're looking towards a blended learning model um, in autumn. I think in the journalism department um, where I work, we certainly, um, thankfully, it worked extremely well. I think in particular, um, just going back on what your first speaker said there, um, you know, we, we... that certainly there are um, elements to our programme that are very practical. And I think our blended model in UL, which will see first years on campus, one in every three weeks, and then second to fourth year undergrads, one in every four. 
those weeks will allow us to bring students into the television studio, to bring them into the radio studio, to do the practical elements of the programme. Um, but as you have seen there in your own newsroom, journalists are required and are increasingly required to, to even pre-COVID to work remotely. So I think what students in the latter end of last semester, especially our fourth years who were involved in the TV news days, what they produced um, with the help of their lecturer, Fergal Quinn, was just brilliant. And I know when your research is there, Megan was involved in that. And I think, you know, it allowed them to uh, really think creatively and to, I suppose, develop skills that they can really hit the ground running with, and um, particularly in these COVID times where journalists are required to work remotely. So I think um, we were able to do it. And thankfully, like many universities, UL was certainly set up with the technology to enable staff uh, to deliver uh, lectures and learning online. And indeed, students were able to avail of uh, platforms such as we used Big, Big Blue Button a lot, for example, which allowed me to deliver a video lecture um, and students to come in on camera or with microphones if they wished. That was recorded as live so students could... And, and what, was it all smooth from a technical point of view or were yeah, there bumps now, in the road? Yeah, no, I was very lucky where I uh, where I live. I have good uh, wireless um, so that, that, that helped. Um, uh, there were students who would m- maybe message me in advance or afterwards apologising they might have been down in West Clare or in parts of the country where they weren't able to log in at that time. But this is why I suppose the blended and, and the online approach allows flexibility in that those students, I was able to reassure them and say, well, look, the, it was fully, it was recorded so you can watch it in your own time. Um, so, of course, there, there are bumps in the road and we're learning ways of getting ar- around um, those those problems. Yeah, I, I happened to be on the UL campus last Saturday morning for a completely different reason. Um, and there's, um, uh, I think, access through the east gate rather than the gate that people will immediately recognise with the flagpoles. I mean, how different is the experience going to be, Catherine? Yeah, well, certainly it's going to be uh, extremely different, um, especially for first years. And I think that's why they have been given priority in terms of the plan that that has been unveiled in that they'll have uh, one in every three weeks on campus. But I think what we'll do, certainly in the journalism department, and I think in many other disciplines, those weeks on campus will be very much practical-based. And I know in terms of the social experience, which is a huge part of going to university, I know that clubs and societies are looking at trying to, again, within public health guidelines, look at what type of activities could take place for students during those on-campus weeks where they can um, have, I suppose, that student experience. But again, all within public health um, guidelines. So I think what we're trying to do in UL and I think what the plan very much is based on is looking at giving students the best possible learning experience, I suppose, but ensuring safety uh, for students and indeed our wider community. Yeah, we're chatting uh, to UL lecturer Catherine Hayes, former UL student Nicola Kiley and project officer for the Meg Rivers Trust, Liz Gabbett. Um, Nicola, I'm just wondering about the crack at places like the stables for example. I mean, is that a thing of the past for students in particularly UL or similarly in other colleges? I'd say it could be, but it's so unfortunate because, you know, college is a course about going and doing in your going and doing the course and studying what you want to study, but um, like Catherine said, the social aspect of it is such a huge part and, you know, going and meeting people and joining clubs and, I don't know, it'd be a real shame to see it focused solely on the academics. Yeah, Liz Gabbett, uh, tell us about uh, your MA and uh, the parts that you did online. 
Um, hi, Joe. Hi. Um, the, I did my MA in technical communication and e-learning, and the course was designed to be delivered online and on campus. Um, it, and it's what I experienced was blended learning, which Catherine has referenced. So um, there was, let's say, 50 um, students in my year, but there was only 10 of us on campus. Everyone else was all over the country and the world. And all the um, lecture materials, the lectures, what they had done is had done podcasts of their lectures, and then the slides were available online. Because what often people would do is when they're um, studying remotely, and most of my class were mature students, um, they would listen to the podcast on their way home or in the train coming home from work because they were working as well as studying. So um, our lecturers were fantastic, and but they used all available technology to deliver the material. And it was, they constantly were assessing what was effective, what worked, and listening to feedback from the students. And this course has been going for quite a while, and it's won many awards um, nationally for being, you know, best MA in an arts program um, in the country. And, and Liz, I mean, if you actually had a choice between full-time on campus, uh, the blended uh, option that you had, or as some people would have done, totally online, which of the three would you choose? Well, I did choose on campus, but that was fortunate because I'm from Limerick. Um, but people have to... Well, that's interesting, on- because th- th- when, you, when you had the option, that's where you went. So... But if, does that, it, does it, that suggest, people, I mean, you know, I, look, I, I completely understand that you know, we're all dealing with, with reality here rather than the ideal. But we probably shouldn't gloss over the fact that is the ideal still on campus? No, because people have different life situations. And sometimes people just cannot be on campus because they have families and jobs to do, but they still want to further their education. So for them, they would would prefer to do online learning because it it makes it available to them. So, um, and there's, I haven't seen any difference in the marks. I don't know their marks, but I haven't seen anyone suffer um, adversely to learning online to, to being on campus. So I think it's really a personal choice of what you can do. But um, I think it's amazing that people can continue to learn and continue you know, to have their family and um, work life and continue their professional careers as well as furthering their knowledge the whole time. Yeah. Hey, Catherine, I've been exposed myself to how different the world of creche is. And, you know, as a mum yourself, you're going to see it from every angle. You're going to see it at working in at third level and then, you know, at school's level um, as well. Um, and the, the, the way that things will change from September, really. Absolutely. And I think people with families, especially people with young families, and I know a lot of my colleagues in my department, we'd all have quite young children at home. So, you know, you're working at home with children. Um, you're hoping, we're all hoping that they will go back in September. And I know the primary schools are working hard. Um, but just going back to, to, to what Liz said there, I think in terms of it does, the online experience, I mean, I think we are seeing huge diversity um, in higher education in terms of um, the student body. And I think, um, you know, 
the, this flexible and blended learning approach is something that we really need to think about for the future. I think it presents huge opportunities for, um, uh, if, if, if used correctly, technology does present um, huge um, opportunities to improve access and support and to allow people who might be working at home now or who might not be working because of COVID and because they have no childcare to maybe go back and, and do what Liz did and to do a course that's fully online and that has I mean and that course uh, and my colleagues in technical communication are incredible in terms of the training that they've been offering other colleagues from other faculties who wouldn't have been as accustomed to working online um, not to name names but Darina Slattery in particular and Marcus Quinn they're just incredible in terms of what they're doing um, so I think we, we have opportunities now notwithstanding the huge devastation that COVID has caused has caused with huge opportunities to, to look and to, at education both at primary level at secondary level and we're getting the children back we hope but maybe there couldn't be some stops and starts and I think in UL what we did was we planned last semester for full on full campus closure and people were very much hopeful that that didn't, wouldn't happen but it did happen and I think really when we look at primary and secondary as well we need to be looking at there will be bumps in the roads um, and there will be maybe, as we're talking in the news a lot today, localised or regionalised shutdowns. And what are we going to do if our local school is closed, but the rest of the city and county is up and running? How am I going to work from home? So hopefully this will help um, people who are studying and who are studying online that we can deliver a very good, valuable learning experience. Right. You know. um, and Nicola Kiley, you know, in terms of the the messaging that's out there and the worry about the rise in COVID, including in Limerick and Clare, you know, do, do you think that the messaging is getting lost now, you know, that the focus, maybe particularly among uh, younger people, isn't on it as much as it was? Um, I think when we had to stay home, people were obviously very cautious about it and only going out, you know, to the shop for their groceries and stuff. And now that things have opened back up a bit, I think maybe for the first week or two, people were a bit excited maybe about the prospect of things going back to a bit of normality. But I think in the last couple of days, there seems to be a bit of a shift um, again. And I do think people are being a bit cautious about it. Um, but especially with young people, I think that we're, we're kind of a bit eager to get back to the way things are. But we do understand, you know, that we, we will have to see it out. And it, we are doing everything in... Joe people's best interest for health, but we'll just have to wait and see how things go. All right. Listen, great to chat to the three of you. Thank you very much for your time uh, this morning. Former UL student Nicola Kiley, UL lecturer in journalism and course director Catherine Hayes and project officer for the Meg Rivers Trust, Liz Gabbett. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives.